Yo, my people, ISO Quinn's podcast, episode four. After a little one week break, just had to reset, recharge, went on a nice little getaway with the missus. It was lovely still. But um, we're back here, episode four. And well, as you lot probably know, I record on Sunday evenings and a whole mad thing has been going on at Old Trafford today. And the United Liverpool game, which is basically going to be the whole pod has been postponed and we don't know when as of now we don't know when it's going to be um, rescheduled to hopefully tomorrow man I think tomorrow makes the most sense but then security issues blah 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 is there going to be another protest tomorrow you know these are all valid questions I think they don't have the answer yet so I think I'm just going to do the um, podcast anyway Um, but obviously it's going to be a bit different we're not going to be reviewing the game but I am going to get a Liverpool fan on this is a Liverpool episode man Obviously, Liverpool are the ops, but they're a fucking massive club. And last year, they were, well, I want to say invincible, but obviously, Watford done their thing against them. But they're a fucking massive club. And the heights that they hit last season and the decline this year has been mad. Obviously, there's loads of reasons why, not just um, on the pitch, loads of shit in it. But I want a Liverpool fan to explain it because they know the club better than I do, of course. And I want to see what they think about next season and who should be there, who shouldn't be there, you know, new incomings, all of that shit. But just before, I feel like as a United fan, I've got to talk about the protest today. Seen a lot of rival fans basically just don't get it, you know, talking about, oh, United fans are angry because their billionaire owner won't put 200 more million into the transfer fund to buy Sancho, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's exactly why. You can't be the owner of a club, run a club, and not invest in the club. What the hell? I know it's a business, and people... This is what Rivals have been saying. Rivals are saying... um, Well, rival fans. Rival fans are saying, oh, but it's a business. United, you're going to make profit. You don't have to invest. You know, blah, blah, blah. These are all correct things. Like That's true, isn't it? United is a business, and United could be in the championship. You're still going to make fucking crazy revenue, isn't it? So from that perspective, it makes sense why the Glazers just take money out of the club rather than putting it in the club. But then to turn around and say that United fans should want, shouldn't want any different from that is a disgrace. Obviously, as a United fan, you want the owners of your club to be engaged with the club. The Glazers have made too many bad appointments with staff, and clearly they've not been investing. They they don't care. They're Americans. They want to watch NFL. They you know they don't give a fuck about United. And it's obvious it's been the case for years. Over a decade now. And United fans have had enough. The Super League, you know, I think that the protest is not because of the Super League. I think it's probably angered a lot of fans and people that are glazer out have realised that now is the perfect window to put more pressure on them. And it was a smart, it was a smart strategy, and obviously I'm kind of gutted that the game didn't happen. I was looking forward to it, obviously, because I fucking love football and I want to see United play, and good content for the pod as well. But I mean, the protest, in the sense, it made people stop and listen. Do you know what I mean? The game's been cancelled, and now like it's gonna have to make the news. That's exactly what the point of the protest was to be heard. I don't know if the Glazers are gonna hear about it. They're probably chilling in Tampa Bay right now feet up in the private jet or something crazy in it they probably don't know what's going on 
Yeah, I mean, they probably didn't even know there was a game today. But hopefully the message gets there somehow and they start to consider selling, man. Same thing's going on with Arsenal, man. Arsenal fans want Kroenke out. I'm not going to go into it because I don't know the ins and outs of it. But they want this new um, Spotify owner in because he clearly shows an active engagement and interest in the club and the team and he wants better for the team. He wants to take the team back to the top. That's what United fans want. United fans want an owner who is engaged and wants to take United back to the top. The problem with the Glazers is they just want United to make them more money and fill their pockets, which, when you have your business hat on, makes complete sense. Obviously, for the Glazers, it makes sense. But for a fan of the club, that's not what you want to hear. You want to hear about your owner. What's he going to do next to make the team go back to the top? Perfect example, Abramovich. Abramovich is a fucking billionaire caked up. More, more peas than you'll ever see in your life. But he clearly loves Chelsea. He doesn't want to see Chelsea bad for too long. This is why people always say Chelsea don't have a banter era. Because they don't. Because Abramovich is on smoke. If he has to fire a manager three months in, one year in, he will do that. Whatever it takes to get Chelsea back to the top. And it's worked. Since he's been there, it has worked. They've won multiple leagues with multiple different managers. Do you know what I mean? And they've never really had a crazy fall off. Apart from like that one season when they were 10th or whatever. But then, bang, next season they win the league. Do you know what I mean? So it's not outlandish for United fans to protest and want a better owner. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, man, I feel like I have to say something about the Glazers. Obviously, I'm Glazers out. Do I think that the protest is actually going to do anything, though? That is a whole different question. I don't know, you know. Like I said, I don't think the Glazers care, man. It's making them pieces, filling their pockets. Like, they don't give a shit, man. They don't care about us commoners and what we have to say, you know. They live in their own world, man. They live in their billionaire paradise, man. They don't give a shit, man. It is sad, but it is what it is, isn't it? Hopefully something happens, though. And hopefully the game gets rescheduled ASAP, man. Because I want to see that game, man. I want to put Liverpool's top four hopes to bed, finally, man. But yeah, this is the intro. I'm going to have the next segment with my boy Marley. And we're going to talk all things Liverpool. So, yeah. Whoa, I just want to say, before I get into the segment with a Liverpool fan... That I know, I think a fed got hit in the face or something and it's bleeding and it's all stitches in Old Trafford, isn't it? Just wanted to say, in case anyone important is listening, the ISO Quiz podcast does not condone violence of any kind. So I hope that guy gets better soon. I don't want anyone mm-hmm. thinking that I'm saying a Mazza right now, talking about I want these guys to get hurt and that in the name of the Glazers and in the name of Sancho and Kane and Rice coming. Actually, you know what? Nah, nah, that's not that's not the kind of sacrifice that we need to make for this to happen. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I support the Glazer out protests. If there's another one, I'm gonna support that till they're gone, bro. But not at the expense of you know humans getting hurt and shit. Like obviously that's too far, man. It is just football at the end of the day. So yeah, man. I hope that Fed's okay, man. And I don't want anyone coming to me saying that I'm promoting violence. All right, we're back. I'm here with my boy Marley. Had to bring a Liverpool fan on the pod. Long overdue. Um, we're going to talk about well, we're going to talk about a game that didn't happen, and we're also going to talk about Liverpool's season because it's been a crazy season. My bro, how you doing? 
I'm good, man. Stressed out of uni and shit, but we're here. We're here. What a shit season as well. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say, man. This season, it's been the most depressing season I've faced probably since since the season after Suarez left, 14-15. I can't think of a worse season than that. That, that season was crazy. He was playing Ricky Lambert and Barini and them man front three, bro. Fam, you may not be playing them front three. Nah, my bro. It's been a hell of a season, bro. It's been a crazy year. I don't think we could have predicted this in August, man. Fam, I'm telling you. You see, between August and September, I was screaming title. Whereas now, even top four, bro, it's a write-off. But we'll get into all that when we get into it, innit? Bro, that's what I'm saying. And you know what it was, yeah? You got a little taste of it. That's the worst thing, innit? You got a little taste of it right at the start when you, man, played Chelsea and you just blew them off the park. Do you remember? Did you know? Yeah, bro. You see, that that you know, that was like the last time I can honestly sit here and say I looked at Sadio Mane and saw a baller. That was the last day. That was like his last day in Liverpool shirts for me. Since then... It's not even been money, bro. It's been flipping Darren Bent, fam. Like, I don't know who this guy is. Man what? looks like he can barely run, but... What even is going on with Mane? Just, you know what I mean? Because, like, it's not even like he was shit all season or he's been injured or something. Did he have COVID? He had COVID, I swear. Yeah, he did. But you see with this team, I think it applies to Robertson as well, in a way. That whole left-hand side, we have... The ultimate problem with this Liverpool team is... We have no depth. So you see that season after we won the Champions League yeah. and we ended up signing Adrian and Seth Vandenberg or whatever his name is. Uh, that was, uh, even over the Super League, that was FSG's biggest mistake for me. As in, that's the reason why we have no other options on the left-hand side, which is why Mane and Robertson happen to play literally every single game and now they're just burnt out. These lot can barely even run anymore. It's ridiculous. You know the worst thing as well, yeah? You actually got cover for left-back this season, but you signed some any youth from Greece, fam. Some Tzatziki, Tzmikas. I don't even know who man is, bro. I don't even know who exists, bro. That's the worst for you. You actually tried to get some sort of depth for Robertson and you just flopped. He's so bad that Robertson has to be his own depth now. It's crazy, bro. But this is the thing. I just... This is where I look at FSG and whoever's running the transfers and I just question... If you want to get back up for Robbo, we should. That's good. I was happy that we brought in Tzmikas regardless of his ability because knowing Klopp... We don't even have to sign world-class players because he can improve them. He's that kind of manager. Great but, yeah, but this if we're going to sign players, why are we signing players that we know aren't ready for this football? Why are we? Why have we scouted my man, as in Simicas, decided to sign him? And then when he's here, and I know he's been injured from time to time a lot this season, so fair enough. But when he's been fit, why hasn't he played? Because he's, if Klopp really thinks he's not ready, why have we signed him? That's the question. You know what annoys me as well, yeah? Like this is this is kind of unreasonable and it's kind of a, it's like it's not their fault. But when your depth players and your second string players are injured, it just pisses me off. Because why are you injured? You're not getting minutes. What's injuring you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and this is the thing with us. Even regardless of them getting injured, our our squad players just aren't good enough. And I think that's what separates us. Like the way I see it, I put it in categories of the top six. So you have. The, the three ahead are Man City, U-Man and Chelsea. Not in terms of success recently, but in terms of your squad and your financial power. We're okay. not in that bracket. But we so. like... No, yeah, go for it, bro. You don't think so? You don't think you're in that bracket? Because, I mean, let's be real, like, you guys have spent big bucks in the past four, four-ish years. You bought Van Dijk 75 mil. How much was Alisson? Like, 70 mil as well. I think he was at like 60, 70, yeah. No, it was... 
and then um, Salah, 35 mil, Mane, 35. That's actually relatively cheap, but it shows investment in the in the squad. Um, I don't know, you know, because like I see this. Is, all right, let's start this in it. Let's let's get some structure to the thing. Let's talk about FSG in it because not even to say obviously I, you're a Liverpool fan, so you know more than me, bro. But like, you know what people people say this about the Glazers as well, and it pisses me off. But I'm just gonna play devil's advocate, yeah. Someone might be looking and saying, you know what, FSG they saw um, Liverpool. Be, become a, a serious kind of team in 2016-2017. Then they brought Salah in. Salah hit crazy heights. Then they added Van Dijk in January. Made the Champions League final. Needed a little bit more. That summer, bought Fabinho. Bought Alisson. I think uh, Keita, did Keita come in? Yeah, Keita came in that summer as well. And then you guys, you went to the Champions League final and you won it. And then, next year... You're ready. You win the Prem. So you've won the Champions League and the Prem. You've been at the top of the world in the past three years and there's been clear investment. But then you talk to any Liverpool fans and they're FSG out, hate the owners. you got to explain this to me, bro. Mm, nah, yeah, nah, true, bro. I'll say this. Me, right now, I would say I'm 50% FSG out. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm fully FSG out. Yeah. And not to sound like no top red, obviously I would never defend them. I think the Super League incident... Whether we had American owners, whether we had Chinese owners, Russian owners, they would have done the exact same thing. Not that I'm trying to excuse what FSG did because it was wrong, yeah. but ultimately this is about the money for them. So, and yeah, and for me, when it comes to the Super League in general, I don't even blame the top six owners. I don't, I, obviously, what they did was wrong, but I'm more looking at Sky Sports and the Premier League. Those are the two companies that have allowed these clubs to grow in, as they have been. As in, why are we sitting here being mad at an owner wanting to make money when... People like Gary Neville are chatting on Sky Sports. Oh, it's all about the fans. It's about the fans. We've got to have more fan power. This is nothing to do with the fans, bro. It's all right. about billionaires versus billionaires. So that's just that matter. We can talk about that as and whenever. But specifically to FSG, I would say they have actually done a lot for us in terms of giving us the new ground, the training ground, sorry, Axar, helping us to develop the stadium. So I'm not going to sit here and say FSG out, FSG out. Plus the signings that they have made have been almost impeccable with the maybe exception of one or two yeah. but for me I think this summer is going to determine my stance on FSG more than anything else I feel like if they get this summer wrong then there's no going back for them but if they get this summer right and we're able to actually build a squad instead of just having a first 11 then we'll see in it but yeah that's just my opinion so it's it's look it's a legacy summer it's a legacy summer for FSG they need to invest in the in the squad in it that's what I'm yeah. seeing. Like that's the consensus. Liverpool fans, you know, when they're drawing up their their dream windows and that, like, there's some big names and there's some big signings, bro. Like, obviously, we're gonna talk about um, signings, so I might as well ask you now. You gotta throw some names. Give me some names. What kind of players do you want to see come to Liverpool? Well, for me, and people might not agree with this, innit? But for me, I really want to see Bissouma. If we're a serious club, we'd be Bissouma. It would be my man from Dortmund, um, Mönchengladbach, the one that begins with N. I think it's like Niehaus, something like that. Niehaus, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he, under Klopp, he will play for Klopp. Like, he might not be amazing now, but that German connection, he will play for him. I think we need a number nine. I just don't know who that number nine is going to be. But if I had to pick between the two that we're rumoured with, it would be either Andre Silva or that Malen guy. I think those are, those two are the only two that I would say, can. I think they would be good and they can develop. But ultimately, 
I think we should get like a Harry Kane type number nine, but FSG are never going to do that. So let's just let's just be real of ourselves, innit? Yeah, yeah. I think we should also get a backup right back. I don't know who that right back would be, but I think Trent. The problem with Trent is that I feel like him and Mbappe are similar in a sense that they're both victims of early success. And so now, and rightfully so, if we're going to call him the best right back in the world, then he should be judged by that. But I think he still has a lot of learning to do. As, as top class as he's been over the last two years, you've got to remember, he, obviously, he's still young. So I feel like he needs someone to learn from at that right back position. If, if you're going to stay as a right back and not convert into a midfielder. On a defensive side, you need somebody that you can actually learn from and watch from. It doesn't even have to be like a top name. It can be anyone. But yeah, I just think we need more cover there as well because he's been running to the ground. I also think we need cover on the left. Although I don't know what Klopp's going to try and do with the formation in the future, whether he's going to resort to strikers or stay with the wingers. But yeah, definitely those positions, I would say. The centre-back, we've got Kanate coming in, right back, Bissouma and my man in midfield, and then a number nine. I think those are the four key for me. That's what I'm saying, bro. That's bare names. That's just bare positions. You know what I mean? Like you, you can see in your squad, there's bare positions that need an upgrade or some backup, some depth. But then you don't trust your owners to do the thing and you know get it, get it done in summer, bro. It's the most frustrating thing, fam. That's the same thing that I go with United right now. I feel like it's clear, like we need a right back, maybe a backup, maybe you know someone to displace the one Bissaka. But we need a right back. Then we need a right winger. We need a DM, we need a striker, you know what I mean? But you know that your owners aren't going to deliver all of that. And it's jarring, bro. But you know what? What you said about Trent, that's that's interesting. Like, someone uh, someone like, a, you know Ivanovic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone like that who can come in. They're not the best, but they have that experience you know, to know, okay. You really want him to play, but you yeah. want to teach Trent on... Uh, on the training pitch this is what you do to defend you know these are the dark ops of defending how you know how to get aggressive and that without getting foul um get called for fouls defensive positioning you need a washed right back that's been there and done it someone like Aspen Aquera obviously you wouldn't get him but you need someone like that just to show him the ropes a bit because he's a you you're right and he's got crazy tech and like the way he's viewed now is like viewed like a creator like a wide playmaker do you know what I mean but then you got to remember that there's a whole other side to being a right-back, bro. And that's why men are talking about Southgate not even having him on the play. What do you think about that? Do you know what, yeah? At first, I was pissed, innit? But then, when I think about how, what kind of football Southgate is going to play, I think it's, he's right. I think Trent should... I don't think Trent should be the starting right-back only because it's not anything to do with his ability. But for me... What the squad Southgate is basically, he's setting up this England team not to lose as opposed to actually going for wins. So when we're playing the big boys, he's just going to sit back, everybody as a unit, and then defend, defend, get a counter-attack, whatever it is. It's not going to be the kind of free-flowing football that we should be playing, given the talent in this England squad. I feel like he's just going to set us up to defend mostly. And so for me, I feel like a Trippier or a Walker is better accustomed to that. If you put Trent in a system where you just have to sit back and defend... He's going to get ruined. And we've seen that where we've tried to reduce our line in terms of our height on the pitch. And my manager struggles. So, yeah, I was I was mad. But I think I, I do understand it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I hear you. Do you know what I say about that whole Trent fiasco? Yeah, I say, OK, maybe you don't want him starting in international football. It's a bit more defensive. It's a bit slower. Obviously, you're going to play a different way, a bit more conservative. So maybe you want to start Walker because, you know, tried and tested right back but for me you can't have a player as talented as Trent and leave him 
out of the squad. You have to at least have him on the bench if you're chasing a game and you need a brilliant cross, a moment of brilliance. Because he can cross right foot or left foot to an elite level. Do you know what I mean? He's too good of a talent for you to just leave him and just let him watch in the sofa like a commoner, bruv. Do you, don't you agree with that, though, at least? Yeah, bro, this is what I'm saying. I feel like he should definitely go. If he doesn't go, it's a disgrace, because I'm sorry. I don't care about this season. <laughs> the, yeah, the, you cannot tell me Aaron Wan-Bissaka is a better right-back than Trent. I don't care about this season. This is an anomaly for us, man. We know this. Wan-Bissaka will get on the plane anyway, bro. But, like, just Trent, he's got to get on the plane, man. He's got to be on the plane. I feel like he should def- he definitely deserves to be on that plane, given what he can bring. I just, if Southgate wants to start Trippier or Walker ahead of him, then that, I can't really say anything based on how he plays. In an ideal world, I would be starting Trent and playing attacking football because that's where he thrives. But I already know, obviously international football is different, but I know Southgate is going to set them up and take all the creativity out of their game. This is what English coaches do, which is why we ain't won no World Cup since 66. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, a it's the same thing with Wayne Rooney. They just sucked all the creativity out of his game. Obviously, he's still a good striker, but they just, they just kill it. That's why I'm worried for Foden. Bro, there's too many ballers in this England squad to be playing like them old English teams where you're putting bare man behind the ball or you're not really chasing the game. Fam, England got to play on the front foot. Do you know what I'm saying? England actually have a decent chance of winning this whole fucking thing if they play proper and they believe in themselves. Do you know what I mean? I don't think it will happen, in it. But if they actually believe in themselves, you look at the ballers, Mount, Foden, Grealish, that might just be for one position. Then you've got Sterling, Rashford, Kane, so many fucking ballers. And then you talk about guys like Saka, Greenwood as well, that have shown that they've got individual qualities. Bro, the talent is crazy. It's fucked, in it? Because I just know they're not going to win it. You know when you just know they're not going to win it? It's just going to be a wasted generation again, isn't it? But that's their business, fam. Let's get back onto Liverpool. Um, fam, this whole thing is just... There's so much to talk about. You know when there's so much to talk about, bro, that you don't even know how to fucking structure the thing, bro? Bro, that's been me the entire season. It's just... It's been a mess, bro. <laughs> Well, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you, yeah, because I feel like people say different things for why Liverpool season has been how it's been, isn't it? People talk about mm. injuries, Klopp, even having no fans, bear shit, like being burnt out and that. I think all of these play a factor, but for you, if you had to tell me one thing that you think was the biggest contributing factor to the shambles of a season you've had, what do you think it would be? If you're talking the biggest factor, it's easily the lack of squad depth. I think why we are in 2021 with Divock Origi as our backup striker is it's a shambles to me. You know what it is? That Barcelona game brought him life because uh, if he hadn't scored those goals, he not he would not have been here, bro. But even not even just him, I'm not going to single him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not his fault, man. It's not his fault, man. Yeah, yeah. These players, I love... Do you know what it is? I love Ox. I love Shakiri. I love Origi. I like... Okay, not Origi, but Ox, Shakiri, the rest of them. I do like them, innit? But... What we do is, as a club, we, we're too hung up on sentiment. This is why I look at someone like Abramovich, and I'm in awe, because as much as Chelsea are about the fans and stuff, bro, Chelsea's ultimate goal is to win. This is why they go through manager after manager after manager. Yeah, they're an extreme, but we can't just sit here and have these guys on our bench. So players like, what, um, Ox, Origi, even Milner to a degree. Although I love Milner, this guy is, what, 36? He's washed, he's washed, bro. Why are we relying on James Milner to be in our midfield to come and save us and or be, or be like hey. a rotation player? We should be getting someone younger in who can do that job and develop at the same time. You know Milner was starting today. He was supposed to start today as well, you know. 
biggest game yeah. of the season, bro. Oh, boy. You're the worst. He's not even been our worst midfielder. That's that's the hilarious <laughs> part. That is the most hilarious part, bro. Yeah. I can't see him cussing because Milner's done what he's needed to do, innit? Given oh, his body, I can't I can't cuss him at all. Oh, bro, don't kill me. What worst midfielder, guy? You gotta give it. Don't say Thiago. Oh my days. After, oh no, no, no. After no. this, something, don't say bro. Thiago, bro. Any man who thinks Thiago is washed or he's bad or he should leave Liverpool is incredibly, incredibly skunked. I feel like... Sure, it was funny because I was saying to people, and it might just be my opinion, people can disagree with me, innit? But I feel like Thiago is better suited to your system. Yeah. Like Van der Beek is better suited to us. I think that's the hilarious part about it. But if if you're talking the worst player, for me, the worst midfielder this season has been Wijnaldum. Not Not based on performances, but just based on the fact that you're meant to be like a, a leader in his dressing room. You're one of the oldest players in the team. You're one of the most, do you know what I mean, experienced players in the team. Bro, what, what has he done? This I can't name you, other than the Tottenham game, actually, at um, White Hart Lane, I can't name you a single game in 2021 where I can say this guy has performed well. Every week, it's just the same thing. And I feel like the problem with that is, it's because as a team, we play a high line, but we don't press. Those are two mutually exclusive statements. You can't play a high line and then not press. Because what happens is, and we saw it against Newcastle, bro, over Newcastle, the- they should have scored at least three goals against us. I said that from bro, now. As much as we should have won. He was feasting that game, bro. bro. Bro, as in what happens, it's the same thing every week. What happens is we play a high line, but there's absolutely no pressing from anyone. So what happens is the opponent, we play and then we do nothing with the ball as usual. The opponent gets it and then just walks through our team. Full-time, Newcastle 1, Liverpool 0. Or full-time, Southampton 1, Liverpool 0. That's why we keep losing 1-0. We're not getting battered in defence. It's just that we do nothing with the ball in attack. So that when we lose the ball now, it's a free ride at goal, pretty much. All right, cool. I hear you. So I hear what you're saying about Wijnaldum. This is what I'm saying. This links to what you were saying as the the main reason. Because Wijnaldum, he's Mr. Reliable in the fucking middle for Kloppo. Klopp knows that he can go to Wijnaldum and say, you know, I need a 7 out of 10 from you. No dilly dally, no bullshit. I need some jewels. One, he's putting Wijnaldum in there, and it's been like that for a few seasons. I think since 2017, he's kind of been a regular star, wouldn't you say? Like he's played a lot on the club. Let's just say he's played a lot on the club, and obviously yeah, yeah. About no depth, players being burnt out. Clearly, your squad is like stripped to its bare bones, and Wijnaldum, because maybe he's a victim of his own ability in terms of his availability. Is crazy good, at, like compared to someone like Kea. Even though Kea obviously has more ability on the ball, you, you never get to see it. Do you know what I mean? But Wijnaldum is always there. So maybe that fucking Jejen press, bro, is crazy. It's brutal. You can't be doing that year after year after year. Do you know what I mean? So what you're saying about the press isn't as isn't as ferocious this year. I've I've noticed that as well. Even though you still got to play the high line, and when you give defenders that that little bit of time to look up and spot the pass, you're pissed. I think Cruz done that against you lot when he done the assist for Vinicius, isn't it? Because I feel like maybe a, a year before, two years before, Firmino is on him like a dog. But Cruz had to, he was chilling, had a cigar in his mouth, looked up, seen Vinicius, bang, little ping, 1-0. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like Mane and Firmino in particular, these men play like they, they just bun a Z before every game. As in... <laughs> They don't press at all. I think this is this is Wijnaldum's biggest problem this season. I don't think... You don't just wake up one day and forget how to play football, innit? I think the biggest problem for him is that 
he's a player that relies more on the team momentum, not to like drag anything away from his ability, but he's someone who's, as you said, is like rough and, you know, he's getting in there, pressing in the opponent's face, not giving them a minute to breathe, retaining the ball, moving the ball, recycling possession. I feel like what, because we've lacked that intensity as a team, people are now looking at Wijnaldum to be like a ball-carrying midfielder like Thiago. And he that's not his game for us. It might be for Holland, I don't know. But yeah. for us, that's yeah, not who he is, isn't it? Hmm? He's got a different role for Holland, definitely. Because I see this guy, you know when you just go on the timeline and you see Wijnaldum scores a hat-trick for Netherlands? He's always doing that. Every, every oh, national... It's depressing. <laughs> oh. yeah. It's a mazel, bro. Now, clearly he's got a different role. And now, I hear what you're saying, man. I think that the players are fucking burnt out, bro. I think that what you're saying about Mane and, and Fabino being them, them are a fried, fam. They're chilling, man. They got their, their Premier League medal, fam. Do you know what I mean? They put their blood, sweat, and tears into that 1920 season. You know, they've got their flowers. They've earned their flowers, man. Top five in the world, shouts, all of this Ballon d'Or, um, podiums, and World XI. Maybe they're just chilling now, bro. Maybe they just want to read the rewards, bro, and they, they don't want to take this Prem stuff too seriously now. Yeah, no, I feel like, I don't feel like it's that in a sense of they're just chilling. I feel like it's more, these men have seen what's happened to this team in terms of the injuries. I feel like this season has been a write-off for everyone, including Klopp. Like, these men know this is not a serious season. They're not competing for anything. Yeah. So you can see it in the way that they're playing. Even though we were still in the Champions League and we were still, bro, people forget, we were top of the table until December. Bro, not title top race. Us. Title race in hmm? January. Remember the title decider, the <laughs> United, um, Liverpool at Anfield, bro. The title decider in January, bro. This is what I'm saying, and I kept saying to you as well that this game at Old Trafford can decide the title. That's what I thought at the start of the season, and how wrong was I? But I feel like because we're not, we know that this team has been strict to its bare bones. We're probably not going to win much anyway, given the players we currently have. So for them, it's like, okay, cool, let's just ride out the end of the season and go again next season. The problem is that we've gone from riding it out to completely falling off a cliff to the point where we're not even going to get Champions League. So it's like, Oh shit! What do we do now? Type situation. Do you get me? I I, I don't know. It's just it's nah, it's been depressing. I hear you. You know what? I think maybe maybe the players saw like Van Dyke go down, Henderson go down. These players, the injuries, you know, the VAR calls, like the Everton VAR call was a fucking disgrace. Do you know what I mean? And that's two points lost there. Maybe they just thought, you know, let's regroup. Next year we'll go again, full squad, healthy additions. We're ready. But then. You can't take your eye off the ball because in the Prem, anything can happen. And now you're slipping and sliding back down to second, down to third, down to sixth, seventh. Now you're in a top four race. You're fighting for your life, bro. Do you know what I mean? you got man like West Ham ahead of you now. You're fighting for your life. You don't know what happened, fam. You went to sleep for, for two months. You wake up and you're in Europa Conference territory, bro. Bro, as I said to you, the worst, the most frustrating part about this season is the fact that even with the injuries, even with the VAR decisions and whatever else, it was still in our hands to finish top four. Even though mathematically we still can. As I said to you before, the Leeds game, that 1-1 was when top four died, in my opinion. Top four was just, even if we get top four now, do I think we fully deserve it? No. And it's like, because of the whole Super League stuff, every fan was kind of, they weren't really paying attention to that Leeds game. And that, for me, that was the final nail in the coffin. So it's like, now that we're playing again, before the Newcastle game, I looked at the table and thought, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, this is long. And it's like, for me... Having players like Salah, Van Dijk, Fabinho, these quality, world-class players playing Europa League. I never thought we would ever have to play Europa League football again, bro. I thought we were done with those days in the Gulag. But here we are having to travel to fucking Ukraine every Thursday night. 
I can't, fam. I can't take it. It's brutal, bro. I've been living it for a couple years, few years too many, bro. It's brutal, bro. Going to war-torn countries and that, fam. It's crazy, bro. Empty stadiums before COVID and all of that, fam. You know them ones there, fam. So, now you don't be doing that for too long, bro. And this is what I'm saying, yeah. Champions League football, you know, I think Wenger said a couple years back, Champions League football, top four, it's like a trophy nowadays, fam. Nowadays, I actually agree with that because it it actually determines so much going into the future. So you're talking about now, last year, your um, champions of the world, bro. Best team in the world, you know, done the thing. Everyone's looking at you. It's crazy. You're on a hot topic. I know you saw the Mbappe rumours. <laughs> I know you saw the Mbappe rumours. Bro, I've been screaming Mbappe all season like some yeah, joke, man. This is what I'm saying. The Mbappe rumours, when you're on top of the world, I'm like, yeah, ugh, Mbappe's not going to Liverpool. But hold on. Liverpool might actually be an attractive destination. You are champions of the Prem, biggest league in the world. The spotlight's on you. Mbappe, I mean, crazier things have happened in football than, you know, what I'm saying. But now, yeah, yeah. now you're in Europa Conference territory, bro. You can't even think about incomings. You've got to think about outgoings. Salah. There's so many rumours about Salah. Oh, is new contract on the table? Does he want to go to Spain? I know, bro, since he's been at Liverpool, since the breakout year in 2017, 2018, every summer there's some sort of Salah rumours, isn't it? And the thing with Salah is he doesn't always really dismiss them like that. Do you know what I mean? And so now, think about Salah, everything that he's gone through this season... He's clearly been frustrated with his teammates a lot of the time. I think when he was walking up um, down the tunnel in the 1-1 against Newcastle, he was he looked angry. Do you know what I'm saying? He might be thinking, I'm not playing fucking Europa Conference next year, you know. I'm playing Champions League. If that means I have to go somewhere, then I'm going. Do you know what I mean? And then you see the new rumours coming out about Sancho to Liverpool. That's not happening, by the way. <laughs> He's coming United. But you see those rumours... And now you have to think, well, is Sancho going to join a team that's playing Europa League next year? Do you know what I mean? Does Sancho want to join United that have Champions League? Do you know what I'm saying? When you have to offer the table money similar, clearly that you want to join the team in the Champions League. So you went from Mbappe joining to Salah maybe leaving. Oh, Sancho doesn't want to play Europa. Do you know what I mean? Like now it's kind of fucked up all your strategies moving forward as a club and your recruitments, bro. Do you know what it is? If we still had Brendan Rodgers as a manager, I would have agreed with everything you just said. But I feel like, firstly, our our transfers, whether we get Champions League or not, I feel like it's more about Klopp than Liverpool, if that makes sense. As as a player, you're thinking, yeah, you're thinking, okay, say you're Sancho, for example. You're thinking, okay, am I going to go to Man United, who are better than Liverpool right now, but have Ole Gunnar Solskjaer as a manager? where it's not guaranteed that I'm that I'm going to develop. I mean, look at Martial and so many other players like Depay yeah, and well, over Martial the years. Had his best season under Oli, to be fair to, to Oli. Yeah, no, no, I'm not rubbing out Oli. Don't get it twisted, but it's more just... It's not Klopp, yeah. Yeah, like, are you going to... I feel like the Klopp, the appeal to play for Jurgen Klopp is stronger than what's going to happen next season. I feel like, as a player, you wouldn't just be thinking next season. You're going to be thinking about your career as a whole. And I feel like... Even though Man United are a much better team than us right now, form-wise, I still feel like Liverpool is a more sustainable project. Maybe. Oh, I, I could be wrong in it. That's just my opinion. I really think it is. You know what? Yeah, I can't lie. I disagree with that. But you know what I'll give you? What I'll give you 
is that we've been better this year, but you guys are still the better team than us. I think next year, with Van Dyke coming back, you'll be better than us. Just with Van Dyke coming back. So I don't want to go too crazy. Like, I was talking to people on Twitter the other day. Like, Shaw's clearly been better than Robertson this season. But I'm not ready to say yeah. that Shaw is better than Robertson overall. Robertson's clearly still better. You know what I mean? Like, the guy, the things that you guys have, have done the past few years, you can't just take this season and say, ah, oh, United are better now. Because United have still got a lot to learn. Do you know what I mean? You guys have been there. So if Liverpool are much better than United next year with Van Dijk coming back, I'm not going to be surprised, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? And what you're saying mm-hmm. about Klopp, players wanting to come play for Klopp, when you're a club like that, that is fair still because, you know, we signed Pogba when we was in Europa League. But Mourinho was our manager. Mourinho is a name, it just demands respect. Do you know what I mean? Like, a player is going to say, see Mourinho, well, not anymore, obviously, because he's fucking watched. But back then, 2016, before we knew he was what he is now, someone will see Mourinho and think, yeah, I want to play for him. And with Klopp, especially now, attackers are looking at Salah, Mane and Firmino and what Klopp done with those ballers. And they're definitely going to look at that and think, oh, yeah, I don't mind playing for him. He's going to make me a better player. So that is... That is a fair point. That is a fair point. But, you know, I'm not agreeing with the project stuff, bro. I'm not agreeing with the better project than United. <laughs> nah, bro. No, I, I hear you. Hear you. It's like, do you know what it is? First of all, when I said that, I wasn't rubbing out United because I've said to bare people this season, you lot are... The one thing you lot have gained more than anything else is the ability to win, no matter how badly you've played. And that's something that we had last season because everybody just looks at Liverpool last season and thought, yep, they walked to the title, they beat everyone. Bro... I can name you bare shit performances we had last season, but we got the job done. Yeah. That's the ability that we've lost and you lot have gained that. So I think in the next two, three years, if you lot are serious, you should be in a title race. I'm not going to lie. I think next season, I can't even say we'll, I can't even say we'd be better than you next season, to be honest. It, it, it all depends on transfers. Bro, it depends but, on summer, bro. It really depends. Yeah, I think this is just a critical window for every top side. It's, it's a big one for Chelsea in terms of their attacking options. It's a big it's a big one for you guys in terms of getting a DM and whoever else you need. Yeah. For us, it's about freshening up the squad. Even Arsenal, it's make or break. And Spurs, for them two clubs, it's make or break. Let's be real. So this is going to be <laughs> one of the most important summers in that top six history as a whole, yeah. I feel like, for a lot of clubs. That's facts, bro. Do you know what I keep saying? I keep saying the summer window is going to be a bloodbath, bro. For these top 100%. players, because nowadays they come few and far between. There's not as many top strikers there. There's only really a few names. Kane, Haaland, Lukaku, do you know what I mean? Those are the top three that are available right now. Do you know what I'm saying? And there's six or five or six clubs just in the Prem alone involved in all of this. You know what I mean? Tottenham need to keep Kane. City maybe need a striker, but everyone's chasing City anyway. Liverpool need reinforcements. Arsenal need a whole fucking new squad. United need half a new squad, do you know what I mean? We need strikers as well. We need Kane, but so do Spurs. City need a striker. Chelsea need Lukaku. You know what I'm saying? It's all over the place, but it's going to be... Uh, I think it might be a historical window, you know? It I might, think it will be. It might really. be. You know what, yeah? With all of the ESL stuff and all the protests, the owners might be looking and thinking, fucking hell, I need to go big this summer. I need to invest this summer otherwise they're not going to have that for another year do you know what I'm saying yeah man I just I don't know I feel like this summer is the best chance that these owners have to kind of make a statement to their fan bases given this ESL stuff especially for like Kronke and FSG this is going to be a huge summer for them because if they fuck up they're gone let's be real they're never going to get the fan respect back even though they've lost it 
that it's going to be solidified now. The whole fan base will be FSG out if we don't sign who we need to sign. Me included, I will be there right and with them. <laughs> even today, I even thought, fam, I should go OT with these men, as in Old Trafford, because I was in the library doing my essay, and I see these men, I was thinking, hold on, firstly, this was being organised on social media, so how did nobody at Manchester United think, let's get in some extra security, guys, because the, the situation's volatile. These men walked onto the pitch like it was their back garden, bro. bro I, I was bro, freezing. Bro, <laughs> When I was I, I was chilling in, I was watching the Arsenal game. I refreshed my timeline. I see people, I see civilians on my old Trafford pitch, and I was thinking, "Whoa, what's going on?" I'm seeing the fucking stewards just letting man in. You know what? The stewards, their glazers out. That's the only. That's the only justifiable thing for this. The stewards are glazers out, bro. Because them, them men were not trying to do their job. You know, them men were not trying to do their job today, fam. I couldn't believe what I was seeing, brother. Now it was two jokes still. It was two jokes. But FSG, ah, you're right still. If FSG um, pulls Sancho out of the bag, there's no protests. 100%. And I feel like the biggest problem I have with FSG is that even these Sancho rumours, every rumour I've seen is a case of if Mane leaves, we can sign Sancho. If Salah leaves, why do these players have to leave? And this is what I meant when I said we're not on that bracket in terms of you, City or Chelsea. Because if you lot want Sancho... You're not even thinking about who you need to sell to get him. You're just getting him. Same with Chelsea, same yeah. with City. Yeah, you lot are richer than us, but we have money, bro. We should be able to... If we're going to if we're gonna claim to be the biggest club in England, then act like it and make these signings that can actually sustain success rather than, yeah, let's sell our best player, gamble on Sancho. He might not work when he comes. Suddenly we're fucked. Bro, what's the point? Just yeah. add to it rather than take away and gamble. What's the, what is the point, for real? And this is why I'm saying that United are a better project, bro. You're saying Liverpool are a better project. This is why I think United are a better project, because we're a young team. We've not been there yet. We're hungry. You guys have been there. Do you know what I mean? And if you look at your form, it's declining pretty heavily. It'll probably come back up, but it will decline, like what you're saying about Mane. What the fuck has happened to Mane this year, bro? We can't really answer it. But maybe, physically, he's just not there anymore because of the Klopp system. Same with Salah. Do you know what I mean? Your top players are now in that 28, 29, 30 category. But at United, the oldest player that we have that's really part of the core is Pogba, 28, Bruno's 26, Rashford's 23. Do you know what I'm saying, bro? And that's why I think that we're, we're a younger team and we've not been there yet. On top of the fact that we probably will spend more than you guys this... But I don't even know. I can't even say that, bro. Because the Glazers... No, are you definitely but I think, that, I think that for us, it's about, you know, it's very clear what we need. Do you know what I mean? And we need starters. And people want to come, you know, the big players want to come and know that they're starting and they're a big part of something. Right now, it's going to be hard to convince Sancho that he's coming to replace Mane or Salah, bro. But when Sancho hears that he's replacing Dan James, yeah, 100%, you know I'm starting. I don't know if he's starting over Salah, bro. I don't know if he's starting over Mane either. This is what I'm saying. And this uncertainty is definitely going to play a factor for these signings. But that's why I think our project's better still. Like, I hate what you're saying about you think your project's better. But, bro, for me, it's pretty obvious. You might, might even be better next year. But I think in three, four years, we'll be in better shape than you, man, still. No, do you know what? When you put it like that, yeah, I hear you. I di- in fact, let me even take that back. Our project <laughs> isn't better. I was, I was chatting bare and I was uh, gassed. But, no, no, no. But I would say... Do you know what? You're right, because with United, 
as I said to you, I you lot will be up there for the title in two, three years' time. I think the biggest problem that we have in terms of I don't even think it's our system. I feel like this season it's very difficult to judge us as a team because the last time we had a fully fit squad was last season. Even at the beginning of the season, Alisson was injured, which is why we had that joke man in goal, went to Aston Villa and conceded seven. So I feel like I haven't actually got to see this Liverpool team with Jota, with Thiago, as a full Liverpool team to know exactly what needs to be solved. So it's, I hear what you're saying. It is more of a gamble coming to Liverpool because the signings we make this season are... Okay, let's see if it works. Whereas United, the signings you lot are going to make are going to be more last pieces of the puzzle, if that makes sense, in terms of a DM and a winger. So I hear you, I do hear it. But I think for us, what does need to change more than anything else is the formation. I think the 4 3 3, the only reason I think we play the 4 3 3 now is because I think Klopp just wants to get to the end of the season before he can actually sit down properly and, and with his people and be like, okay, what is the exact formation we're playing? Because we've seen him play 4-2-3-1, but I don't know if he likes it this season only because it means we have no options off the bench. If we play all four of our attackers at once, who's coming off the bench? And we saw that against Newcastle. When we can't score and we need that extra firepower, who are you going to bring on? What, Origi? Don't, don't please. I, oh, I can't. Uh, you know, Klopp, Klopp probably look, looks behind him, checks the bench, sees Origi and thinks, oh, fuck, man. Start thinking about FSG. Oh, you guys better go hard in summer, fam. Man, don't want to have these same problems next year, bro. You man can't be doing that next year, still. You man can't be doing that next year. No way, fam. And now, what you're saying, yeah, about United, final piece of the puzzle, but Liverpool still kind of don't really know what's going on still. Like, I agree with that completely, actually, because you man are trying to get back on top. Do you know what I mean? Like, you've, you've done a little slope downwards and you're trying to just get back on track. But United... It's more like, yeah, okay, next year we kick on. Steady progression. So the vision is a bit clearer. It's true, like, is Salah really going to stay? Is he going to go? Like, why now? What's going on with why now? Do you know? There are questions surrounding Liverpool still. And I don't think there are questions like that with United apart from Pogba. But I think Pogba stays. I think Pogba stays. I think he stays still. Like, do you know what? I think he stays as well, I'm not going to lie. I would have said he was leaving come January, but I just think the way you've put it, the United project, it's the, you know what it is? It's the age thing. I'm so pissed off that Bruno's only 26 because it means I have at least four years of this brother in this league. I can't take it. But <laughs> you're, you're right, still, you're definitely right. I just feel like, I don't know, with the Salah situation, I don't think anybody will leave, innit? I don't think anybody high profile will leave. I feel like this season is difficult, as I said, to judge Liverpool. Because on one hand, you could say we've been found out. We're just not as good anymore. Post-lockdown last season, we were crap. We lost to Arsenal. Where to tear. On the other hand, you could say, OK, our players are clearly burnt out. We have no squad depth at all. Let's just regroup come the end of the season. Everybody can get a rest. We can bring in more players. Klopp can actually assess what needs fixing and what needs you know improving and whatnot come the start of next season. So I think, I don't know, I think it's kind of that kind of split where... Some people are saying, mostly rival fans will say Liverpool are done. And a lot of people will just think, yeah, Liverpool are going to be back next season. For me, I'm some, I don't know. I'm not going to definitively say we're, we're going to be back in a title race next season. Because as I said, it all depends on who we sign and who we get rid of. But I also don't think it's a case of we're just rubbed now and we're going to go back to trying to get into the top four. I do think we have made kind of permanent progress as a club with the players we still have because people forget, bro. We still have a, a spine of very world class players in Alisson, Virgil, you know, Robbo, Trent. We have a spine. It's just certain players like Mane and Firmino right now. There's question marks. So 
yeah. yeah, it's difficult to judge. I don't think there's one kind of overriding opinion on Liverpool. It's very much split in terms of your own interpretation of it. Whereas with United, as you said, it's kind of obvious what you lot need in a sense. Nah, you're right still. And you know what, yeah, what you're saying, you brought up some topics I actually wanted to elaborate on, innit? But what you said about, like, you still got a good spine fam. You still got, at worst, the second best squad in the league. When you're fully fit, you got a crazy bunch of centre-backs and you're bringing Konate to it, who's looking like a serious, serious talent. Then you got Robertson. A year ago, we talked about best left-back in the Prem, best left-back in the world. Trent, best left back, in, uh, best right back in the world, best right back in the Prem last year. Do you know what I mean? Then you got Fabinho, one of the best DMs in the world. Hendo, captain, fantastic. Uh, all right, cool. Wijnaldum, Thiago. That's that's a little question mark. But then you still got Mane, maybe a smaller question mark. Salah, that's goals. That's twenty a season minimum. Firmino, little question mark. Okay, cool. But it's not that complicated. Um, if I see Man sixth, seventh next year, I will be fucking shocked, bro. Oh, yeah, that's when the questions can come properly in terms of us as a team and our system. That's when we can really question everything as a whole. But right now, I feel like it's kind of too early to just say, yeah, Liverpool are done. I think if that happens next season, then 100%. Bro, that's when you start looking to Klopp, like, what's going on? Because we've got the players, we've got the facilities. But nah, I trust Klopp still. Trust will have you... I think you guys will be worst case next year. Early prediction, but worst case third. Worst, worst case. See, I wouldn't even say fourth. Let's say fourth. Let's agree. Yeah, I definitely say fourth. I feel like, as as I said, it's it's so hard to predict because it depends so heavily on the summer. It's like, bro, we could sign a Patson Dakar, who I I know people don't want. We could sign a Mail or whoever. They could come in and bang 30 goals and we win the league. We just don't know. That's why it's so. Obviously, it probably won't happen, but. We can't read even Salah because this is what I compare it to. When we signed Salah, I'm not gonna lie, I was pissed. Of course, you weren't expecting that. What the fuck? Yeah, I was thinking, bro, why are we signing this washed guy? For obviously he was good at Roma. Don't get it twisted, but why are we signing this guy who's clearly not proven in the Premier League? As in, he's proved that he can't hack Premier League at that time. That's what I thought. And then what happened? His first season, he banged like how many goals? So, I think when it comes to our transfers, the one thing that I will say is with FSG. Whoever they, I have my favourites and I have, I have my players who I don't think we should sign. But whoever we do sign, I'm fully behind it because our chance of record so far, although there's been kind of questions regarding Minamino and Keita, although that's mostly fitness, I, I, I don't think we're in a position to question the transfers at this point. Even though, yeah, the hierarchy aren't bigger than the fans or anything. But yeah. for me, I think for us to now, even Jota, a lot of the fan base questioned his price tag and look at him now. So I think... Whoever we sign, I'll have to, I will be confident that they are the right players. Yeah. I just think it's going to be crucial as to who those players are. Bro, you know what, yeah? The signings that you had to get right, you got absolutely spot on. You needed a centre-back to take you to the next level. You signed the best centre-back in the world. You needed a goalkeeper to shore things up at the back. You signed one of the best in the world. You needed forwards. You needed new, fresh ideas in, in front of goal. You needed new goals. You signed Mane. You signed Salah. You went brazy. Do you know what I mean? Every single signing that needed to work has worked. Fabinho as well. You know, literally everything. I remember when you, man, were conceding bears, but scoring bears as well, but clearly conceding too many. Then next season, Alisson, Fabinho, we're not conceding no more. We're not losing no more. Do you know what I mean? So you, man, have patched up your problems and you've gone again and you've bought the players that, that needed to work and they worked. 
So you do have to give FSG credit in that sense. And I think, like, obviously, Cato was a mad thing. You couldn't really predict that that record, the injury record and that. But you got to give them their flowers for those signings, man. They, they invested properly, bro. But I just wanted to get on to the next topic, innit? Because we're just talking Bears about the same shit, bro. I know it's been a fucking crazy season for you, fam. You just got Bears to say you got <laughs> on your mind, bro. But I want to get on to... Um, what should your next season's expectations actually be? You see, this is the key question now. I'm not going to sit here and say we we should be winning the title. I think the expectations should be us being in with a chance to win the title. In From my predictions now, I would say next season, I think, I personally think Chelsea will get Haaland. I don't know why. I've just always thought it. Don't ask me why. There's no rationality behind it. I just think they will. But I feel like it's going to be between City, United and Chelsea and us. I think it's going to be a four-horse teak race for this title. So, I don't know because it's like, we could have a good season next season and finish fourth because the other team's just been better than us. Do you get it? But at the same time, we should be able to sustain a title challenge given the quality that we have in terms of that spine plus extra signings. But what I don't want to happen is ultimately whoever we sign... Whoever we sign, there's going to be mad pressure on them to come in and perform instantly. There is no Simicast where we, we're not sure he's up to level right now, so let's leave him out of the team. Anybody we sign this summer has to be ready to come in and make an impact like Jota, like whoever. So for me, it all depends on the transfers mainly, but expectation-wise, I would definitely say we should be in with a chance for the title. There's no way we can go back to we're going to try and challenge for the top four. Fuck that, we're beyond that now. We're a big man team now again, so... Let's push, let's, let's keep our eye on the prize of the title and go for it. Now, I think you mentioned going to next season saying title will bust. And even if it doesn't, you know, manifest, you have that mindset that you still want to be the, the winners, the champions, not settling for this top four Champions League little man thing. You man went for the, for the main prize and maybe you fell short second, third, but you're in a good position now. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, no, I've, I've, I personally think... Oh, it's hard to predict. This is the thing. I definitely don't want us to be in a situation that we are this season where it's like it goes from title, title, title to then top four, top four, top four. Because right now, this season, I would say, bro, I said it for time. Fuck sixth. Just finish tenth. I want you to just lose every... I don't want Europa League. Conf- I don't want nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, nah, that's a distraction. It's a distraction, bro. For a big <laughs> like Liverpool, Europa is nothing but a distraction, bro. Just get back in a big time, win the title, and rest your players. You, you know what I'm saying, bro? Yeah, 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 but I think next season is a massive season for money in particular, more than Firmino or anyone else. I think next season is definitely make or break for him, which is why I would any Liverpool fan saying sell money again, you've been smoking budge that I'm not aware of because what? There's there's no way, bro. Let's get on to my next point. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, money is with money, it's the case of give him another season out of respect for everything that he's done in a Liverpool shirt. But if he's moving the same way and looking like a fugazi next season as well, replace. For yeah. me, no, I definitely agree with that. That's yeah. exactly how I see it more than and, anything else. And for me, no, replace. What, as in in general or give this next season? Summer, bro, replace that guy. You see, I don't know if of, um, for me, no. The only, what I will say is... He has a place in the squad, though, but not as a starting nine. Yeah, no, the, what I was going to say was... If you're gonna, if we're gonna keep Firmino, I only want to see him in the ten because yeah. I, do, I do think even against Newcastle, 
He was robbed of about five assists that game. Yeah, he played, cool. was he, played cool. he, he was our best attacker out of the four. For me, he was our best player. Some people might disagree, but I genuinely think he was. And I feel like he can be effective. Is he the best 10 we could have? No. But for the squad, whether he's off the bench or that's playing, so, I think he can definitely still be effective. That's solid off the bench, bro. New profile, unique qualities off the bench. That's exactly what you want, fam. And right now, for you, that's Shakiri, bro. If Firmino takes Shakiri's role, that's a big upgrade next year, bro. And this is what I'm saying. I feel like we're moving away. John, you, know you see football? Look at City this season. Yeah. If, if I was to ask you what is City's best eleven, you couldn't tell me. We'd have different answers. Oh, I feel like football is moving away from just good first 11s. I think you need a, because of the amount of games and stuff yeah. this season. You need two first 11s. You need a squad, bro. 100% you do. And obviously, nobody's going to be able to match City in terms yeah. of that power. But we st- like look at you lot. You lot have Tejas and Van der Beek and Martial or Cavani just sitting, coasting on the bench, bro. Do you know how much I would love a Cavani on our bench? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, it's it's that's crazy. crazy. I, I, uh, and that's what I mean when I said we're in a different bracket to you, City and Chelsea because your squads are all so clear of ours, not in terms of individual quality, but in terms of collective quality, it's clear. But like, beyond the first 11, yeah, I, I would agree, I would agree. Even though I think United squad, um, our depth is a bit of a fugazi. But, no, nah, I hear what you're saying, because obviously Teller is probably better than Tizmikas and Van der Beek. Yeah, like, as options to have off the bench, they're, yeah. they're good options, you get me? Maybe not as starters, but off the bench, I would take Tejas every day of the week. You're mad. Yeah. <laughs> now, he would be so, he would be solid uh, cover for Robertson, you know? That's what I'm saying. And he does, he does the crossing thing, like, you, man, love the crossing thing. He's on that as well, so he would actually be a good signing for you, lot, fam. Yeah, I feel like we, do you know what it is? We need to make more signings like Jota, because when we signed Jota, the plan wasn't to, uh, we're going to get rid of Firmino and Jota's going to come in. The plan was bring Jota in as extra firepower yeah, yeah. and he just happened to bang to get it. Yeah. So I think we need more players. We don't. We can't just sign players like Simicas who were specifically going to sign for the bench. We need players who are going to come in and actually challenge these men for their spots. And that's how they will get better as a team. Yeah, no, that's a good point. So I, I agree with that. But, um, I've got a few questions actually from Liverpool fans for you still. Done a little... Mm-hmm. Not a poll. I asked a couple of them what they thought. Um, I'm going to just try and find it. But um, I think one of them said Jota's role next year. Is it on the bench coming off as a goal threat when you're chasing a game? Or is it as a bona fide starter in that front three? Oh, you see, this is something that I have been trying to work out myself. I think it's annoying. This season's annoying because... That injury that Jota had, had he not had that injury, I'd have been able to answer that question. But I think because it's been so stop-start, and plus he's playing in like a broken team almost, it's like, I'm not going to definitively say yes, but at the same time, a part of me does want to say yes, because he is he is good enough to lead that line. Mm. So, uh, I don't know. I think I think he can. I think he should be able to, for me. If I'm Klopp, I'm playing Jota as out-and-out nine. But then it's like, oh, see, I don't know. It's hard because we we definitely still need to sign another number nine, and Firmino needs to be dropped to ten. But I feel like, yeah, Jota will play. But I don't. As a, again, I don't feel. I don't feel like there will be like an out and out number starting start eleven. I feel like what we will have is rotation. The way City do it now, I think that's what the club are more looking at, which is why we're going after Kanate and Bissouma and San. Obviously, these are all rumors, but. If they're rumoured, there has to be an interest somewhere. And so I think 
what I would want to see from Liverpool is ultimately sign these players, Bissouma, my man from Munchen Gladbach, Sancho, whoever, and just have a squad of players rather than just going for this is our first eleven. Do you get me? Like we need to have You're right, yeah. you're right. That's a good way to look on transfers because I feel like people get too caught up in it's him or him. Like sometimes both yeah. Sometimes both. There's enough games for everyone, man. That's facts still. Alright, cool. I've got one question asked, the same question asked by a couple men. And I'm gonna limit your I'm gonna limit your picks. You can only pick four men. And you have the oh. realistic FSG, budget, COVID, everything. What's the ideal window for the summer? <sighs> the ideal window would have been Mbappe in it, but we move. I think. Ah, chill, chill, <laughs> chill, bro. Nah, yeah. if I'm being rude, for me, the ideal window, four names, yeah. Fucking Bissouma. Um, Bissouma, Bissouma, Bissouma. It's, it's the nine. I'm not sure about the nine. I would say, okay, Bissouma, Andre Silva, Sancho, and ah, oh, we've already does Kanati have to be included because we've kind of already signed them in a way, or wow. does, is he part of that four? Oh, that's a good question, still. Um, I guess he has to be, bro, because that was summer that no, happened. Yeah. You know, what? it's not even a signing that you don't want to um, mention because it's a good signing. Yeah. It's true, still. Yeah, no, you're right. If, if I'm going to pick four, it's definitely Kanati, Basuma, Sancho, and then. If we're going for that type of number nine in terms of between Malin, Dakar, Silva, whoever, then definitely Andre Silva for me. Bro, don't believe the hype. Andre Silva is a scrub, man. I don't don't believe the hype, bro. I'm not. I'm Ooh, not. You know yeah, you're right. Do you know what? I change my mind. I'm saying Malin out of all of them. I, I don't know where it is. I'm not saying Malin's going to come in and be amazing, but I just think Klopp can do something with that you guy. He's young. He's got he's got talent, bro. Klopp could turn him into something special, bro. Klopp could yeah. turn him into something special. But I've um, got a tasty one here. I've got a tasty one here. Does Klopp have to go if he start next? Whoa. Does Klopp have to go what? <laughs> I man didn't even let me finish the question. <laughs> Aye, you're fried. Aye. Does Klopp have to go if you start slow next season, bro? So let's say you're lingering around 7th, 8th, 6th, 7th, 8th by match week 10. Ooh. Do you know what? I think next season is going to be a big season for Klopp as well because rather this season we've been bad, but it's like you're not trying to answer the question. No, no, I'm answering the question. I'm to answer the Let question. me land, fam. Let me land. Don't worry, I've got you. But I was going to say this season nobody's really looking at Klopp like that in, in the fan base because we know we've had injuries and stuff. There's been extenuating circumstances. You get me? It's not an excuses thing. It's just reality. Whereas next season. I think all eyes will be on Klopp, especially if we land who we want to land in the summer. For me, sacking is a bit harsh, isn't it? That's, I mean, that's, we call that's it, no, I wouldn't say sack, but oh, I don't know. It's tough. There would be serious questions, put it that way, definitely. That's, but no, that's sacking. Story, you didn't even let me finish the question. As soon as I said Klopp sacked, you was like, whoa, and you spun. <laughs> I think that shows, like, Liverpool fans still believe in Klopp, man. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think to get rid of Klopp now, or if you start slow this year, it would be crazy, bro. Because then when you... Who are you bringing in? Gerard, I think, give him a bit more time. Who else? Like, who's out there that's better than Klopp now? Like, man, I'm just going to force some Allegri team or something. I think you, man, got to stick with Klopp, man. Regardless yeah, no. of when do at the start next year, I think you got to stick with Klopp. All right, cool. Oh, this is interesting because, obviously, we were talking about Canate. It seems like that deal's done. 
someone's asked, is Kabak good enough? You see, this is what I wanted to talk about because do you know what it is? And I'm not even sitting on the fence when I say this, but for me, I don't feel like anybody can concretely say he is or he isn't only because people have to realise this is a 20-year-old centre-back at the time when we signed him who's come from a relegated Schalke side. He's been forced into one of the most dysfunctional backlines in Europe, let alone the league. I feel like, what did you really expect from him this season? Did you, what, was he going to come in and be baby Van Dyke, play next to Nat Phillips? Yeah, so, I don't know, for me, he has made mistakes, but they're mistakes that I would expect a player of his profile to make. You know, someone who's, as, as I said, come from a relegated side, he's 20 years old, which is very young for a centre-back. I just feel like, if people say he's not good enough, I understand them, but I don't think it's right yet to definitively say he's definitely not good enough. And I also don't agree with this whole, ah, uh, he's just another Lovren. I, I, what, because he's European and he does make mistakes sometimes. You can't, I don't think that's fair on him to just write him off right now and say, yep, yeah, that's another Lovren. I think because Schalke got relegated, if he wanted to sign him, I'm pretty sure it'd be something like 15 million. And for me, that's not a gamble. Like, even if he turned out to be dog shit, it's 15 million, bruv. Like, what? he wouldn't even be coming in as a starting centre-back. Do you get me? If we, Because for me personally, I think we're going to be playing a back three next season of, or we should, of um, Van Dijk, Gomez, Canate, or a back five, sorry, and then have the two full-backs as wing-backs, innit? Uh, I want to so, talk about that. I want to talk about that, you know. That's going to be the last point. But yeah, yeah, no, we can get into that. But in terms of Kabak, yeah, I personally think it makes sense to sign him in it for fifteen. It's not like he's fifty million. If he was like thirty million, then cool, we can actually discuss that. But yeah, that's peanuts to a club like us. We should be able to do it, whether he's good or not. There, Kabak fifteen mil. That's kind of a, it's almost a no brainer. Like it's yeah. just, it's too cheap fifteen mil nowadays for a solid centre back. Yeah, man, you got to do that. You know what I think about Kabak is. He's coming to not the best of circumstances. He showed that maybe he's not an elite centre-back talent, but he's an, he's an athlete. He's strong. I've seen him weights bare man off the ball, and he's fast to a degree, right? Not the, not the quick, mm-hmm. but not super sluggish, yeah. right? Um, I've seen him make a few mistakes, but he's a, he's a kid, 20 years old for a centre-back. 20 years old for a centre-back, that's like 15, bro. Do you know what I mean? Because there's so that's many I think it's worth it still. But if you were saying the circumstances were different, it's Kabak or Kanate, then get a, get a fuck out of it, bro. But Oh, yeah, yeah. At that point, definitely. If you can keep him there as well as all these other signs and it doesn't impact your summer to a massive degree, then I think, yeah, fam, why not? You know what I mean? You need these, like what we're saying, you need two starting 11s, bro. And he, he's good enough to play centre-back in a second-string Liverpool side, man. On, on Europa Conference nights in Kazakhstan and Azerbaijan and that, bro. You might die. It'll be all right, bro. It'll be all right. But, um, yeah, um, what we're saying about the back three thing, because I've seen someone say that, and it's intriguing, because you've got dangerous fullbacks and you're getting a new centre-back that is highly rated. So you talk me through the three at the back, five at the back. Tell me how it's going to work. Because I think it, it sounds it sounds decent still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in my head right now, obviously, I ain't no coach, innit? So don't expect me to come on no serious thing. But in my head, five back of Kanate, Gomez, Van Dijk, or whoever else, Matip, if he stays, whoever else. And then the two fullbacks of Robertson and Trent. 
and then two of either one of Fabinho and then Henderson or Thiago. And then whichever front three we have is whatever front three we have in it, whether it's Jota, Mane, Salah or Firmino in the ten. This is the thing. The problem with the five back is just Firmino because if we're going to keep him and play him as a 10 or play with a 10, then it would have to be what? 5 2 one, two, if that makes sense. It would be weird. But then, I don't know if that works, innit? What happens to Mane and Salah and Firmino in the back five? Because you've got no wingers. You've got fullback, you've got wingbacks. Salah can play nine, I think. Yeah. Mane, Firmino, it might be a bit awkward at the, in the front, bro. Mm, yeah, no, nah, this is the problem. I think it all hinges on Firmino. But if we're going to keep, if we're going to go with the five back, let's say, then in an ideal world, it would be... Yeah, the five at the back, the two in midfield that are named, and then a front three of Jota, Mane, Salah. That would be, for me, our best team right now. And then how it works is, in defence, we play a five back, and then in attack, Trent and Robertson push forward, and it becomes a, what, a four-three, mm. a three-four-three, if that makes sense. Yeah, bro, I see so the it kind of switches up that way. I see the vision, bro. I don't know if Klopp has the facilities, but I see the vision, fam. It's one of them ones on FIFA would be a Mazza, bro. I can see the vision. This is what I was going to say. It's, it's more of a FIFA thing, the obviously. FIFA as I said, I'm not a coach. <laughs> yeah, it's not, I'm not a coach, innit? So don't take me literally, innit? Yeah. Um, I'll say it's between that and a 4-2-3-1. I feel like if we can get enough attacking reinforcements, then 4-2-3-1 makes sense, given that we've played with it a couple times this season. And our best attacking displays this season have come when we played the 4 2 3 1. Because even against City at Etihad, we played that. And if it wasn't for them having such a strong back line with Ruben Diaz and them and there, yeah. we should have been about 4 0 up by half time, if we're being real. Even against Newcastle, same thing. We should have been about that. That match should have finished 8 2, if I'm being honest. So I feel like we're most creative in that 4 2 3 1 formation in yeah. general. So I feel like you will be more inclined to go with that. Yeah, now the 4 2 3 1 is definitely, it, it works for Charles creation. Obviously, right now, you guys just can't finish your dinner. That's really your problem. That's kind of been the story of the season for you, man. Like, outside of Salah, like, Mane and Firmino, is, their finishing has really costed you guys. Like, if Mane puts in a solid Mane season, like a 17-goal season, 18-goal season that we've been become accustomed to, you guys are in a completely different scenario right now. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, and this is, this is what I mean in terms of Mane next season. Having that front three so far of Jota, Salah, and Mane, if we're going to sell Firmino, for me, that, that can be a tight win in front three because all three of them are capable of hitting 20 goals. Yeah, they, won. They, won, they won the title, exactly, bro. Yeah, so it's, it's for me, I don't know. It's, it's hard to predict with the Liverpool team because it's like what we said. It's different. United is more of a last piece of the puzzle where with, with us, whoever we sign, it's going to be a gamble. Even Kanate... He could come in and be the worst centre that we've ever had to be. Not that he will, but you just never know. It's more, all right, cool. It's more risky. All right, we're going to have to wrap it up. But I'm going to ask you. I'm, I'm going to give you this last scenario, and it's going to be a tough one, bro. I'm going to say, yeah, your your ideal summer happens. So you bring in, let's say Sancho, Basuma, uh, maybe Andre Silva as well, and Kanate. It happens, but. You have to get rid of four players from your current squad, bro. You've got to think about the signings that you're making and you've got to think about the outgoings. And some of these guys, they have to be starting players, bro. I'm not going to let you just say Origi, Shakiri, Tazmikas, Adrian. <laughs> you've got to talk to me about big names. Big names coming in, a big name's got to go, bro. If you had to let go of four players, who are you picking? 
four players. Ah, ah, what is does Jimmy count or nah? Jimmy, like Jimmy went out of them. Does he count? Oh, Jimmy, yeah, he counts, bro. He counts. All right, cool. So, he's the if we're talking big players, he's the first name on the list. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> Firmino, him, Firmino, if I had to, in terms of our starting 11, him, Firmino. This is where it gets techie, isn't it? <laughs> now it gets techie. Because I know you started to look back. Um, Trent and starting 11. Him for me, no. does Kate account? Nah, Kate don't count. That's too techie, easy. isn't it? That's too easy. So what, no Kate, yeah? Yeah, no Kate, bro. Alright, cool. Um, oh, that's hard, you know. Wijnaldum and, and Firmino are definitely the first two on that list out of everyone, just based on the season alone. But, um... Ah, oh, there's a lot of a lot of guys I got love for in this team, you know. I'm saying too many ballers, bro. Too many ballers, fam. Yeah, I can't take out Trent. No, no, no way. I can't. Obviously, I can't take out Van Dyke. No. It would have to be Gomez. That's you know what it is. You see me saying Gomez. That's like me sacrificing my dog, fam. Like, nah, that's a cop out. Don't try to tell me that you love this guy like a like a brother in that now. Nah, bro, bro. Gomez is a Gomez and you know it, bro. I want you to tell me if you want to get rid of fucking Salah or Mane, bro. Stop <sighs> beating around the bush. All right, cool. No, I don't... <laughs> you know no, what I'm saying? If I had to get rid of one of them, it would be Mane. But again, it's like putting down your dog when it's dying. It's like... You can't do it. I don't want you in it, but if you're giving me these rules and stipulations, then yeah. I can't even say it, bro. I feel like the, the fan base is going to kill, man. Um, yeah, <laughs> well, now them Firmino, Gomez, I'm probably... <sighs> no, I can't do it, bro. I can't even you say money. You'd get rid of that many, though. You'd get rid of, like, Origi, Ox as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be, like, the bench players, the squad players. Yeah, now you'd get rid of a few squad players, you'd be Gucci still, but... Now, nah, Wijnaldum, I think Wijnaldum for Basuma is a good swap, bro. I don't know. I, I don't want to call it an upgrade just yet, but Basuma's obviously got good potential and he's an approximation, at least, a very good one of Wijnaldum now. Brings a bit more as well, maybe a bit more on the ball. So I think that's kind of a no-brainer still, but apparently he's got Arsenal, you know? And I saw that. Oh, listen, if they get Basuma and we don't, I'm going to be pissed. Because why is Basuma going to an Arsenal over us? Are you, are you mad? Yeah, no, nah, that would be a bit of a surprise still. If you guys are really in for him, that would surprise me if he goes Arsenal still. Yeah, man. He should be with the big boys. Not uh, no, don't start, don't start grilling. <laughs> Listen, Arsenal can't catch strays when they've got no no one on the pot to defend yeah, them. Nah, nah, I ain't nah, trying to violate no one. <laughs> I'm not like, having it. One, <laughs> one episode... I'm going to let it rip on Arsenal, but there needs to be a Gunnar here to defend himself, bro. Because I can't just be talking to nobody about Arsenal and not getting nothing back from him. I need, I need some, 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 in, you know what I mean? Bro? I yeah, need, you need some kind of insight or defence or something. That's yeah, fair. Yeah, throw something back at me, bro. <laughs> nah, no, I hear that, I hear that. Let me even take that back, innit? I mean. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, that man will be on you, bro. That man will be on you, fam. Brilliant. They stand party, dude. You know what I mean? Stranger things have happened. They could definitely stand pursue, my man. It's not crazy. If you pick Oswaldo in the positions that you two are both in, if if he picks Oswaldo, you go look at you go look at someone. You go look at Klopp or FSG or the the, the team or something, bro. Because there's no way that should be happening, bro. I just don't. Not to be as I said, I'm not even trying to rub out Arsenal in it. But mm. honestly, I don't know. For a player who has no ties to North London or anything to do with Arsenal's yeah, exactly. history, 
why would you pick Arsenal over Liverpool? Especially when like literally screaming out for you to come straight into our first team. That for me that makes no sense. Yeah, that would but, be that would be crazy. Yeah, but, but you know what, yeah? Something could happen this year, something crazy could happen. Yeah. And if I told you this in August, bro, or if I told you this at the final whistle of that Chelsea two 0 victory at the start of the year that you had, yeah. Fam, mum's life, you wouldn't even listen to, man. You'd just be laughing your ass off. Bro? Yeah. Arsenal, Arsenal, yeah? Arsenal could get Champions League and Liverpool could get Europa League. What was in this season? This season, Arsenal can still get Champions League oh, and no. end up in Europa League, bro. Listen, you know what it is? If Arsenal get Champions League and we get Europa League... On my mother's life, next season, catch me watching PGA golf. I'm not watching no football next season. Mother's life, I'm not. In fact, bring back the Super League. I'll go phone up Kroenke now. Tell him, can we do this thing? Mother's, I will. <laughs> Man said PGA golf. Listen, are you high? Do you think I can honestly stomach Arsenal fans get and get in Champions League and wearing Europa? There's, bro, I'd have to delete every form of social media I have. I'd have to. That's when you, that's when you throw your whole phone away. You don't even delete socials, bro. You just throw your phone in a bin for him. Because then I'm rubbing in and rightly so. I would not claim this team. Yeah, bro, if people ask me what team I support, I tell them scum for it. I would not claim this team if that ever happened. Mothers, I would. Uh, say that about, bro. Ah, oh, nah, it's been a sick episode, man. I've been enjoying this call, fam. Thank you. Yeah, for man. Love so, for having you, though. I need, bro, I needed a Liverpool fan to come on, fam, and back their team because, you know, your team's been a whole write-off, fam. I needed you to come give me some answers, bro. And you, I've left this call knowing a bit more about the FSG and more about what the squad needs next year. So thank you, my bro. Yeah, always, man. Obviously, there's anyone out there that kind of disagrees with anything that I said. It's just opinions, isn't it? So don't come after me with nothing. But yeah, anytime, fam, I'm, I'm um, here. Man, put the disclaimer at the end just in case. Man, I have to, because you know what? From that little comment, they're going to come after, man. I know it. In case any top reds was listening, ah, man. Uh, you know what? Yeah, fuck. We don't care about top reds, innit? Fuck them, man. What? I'm, I said what I said. But Arsenal fans and everybody else, yeah, cool. Ah, uh, bro, don't want it. Don't. Ah, uh, nah, I hear you, bro. You gotta add a little disclaimer in there, man. <laughs> Thank you so much for jumping on, bro. It's been sick. Always, man. Anytime you are having debates or whatnot, just shout, man. I'm the Liverpool representative for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you get me? I'm the Gary Neville. Or I'm the Jamie Carragher, sorry. You're the, you're the Jamie Carragher. Say that, my bro. Love. Calm. Well, that rounds up the pod. Uh, it's good to be back, man. I hope you guys enjoyed. Um, man, i got something stuck in my throat. Um, obviously, Liverpool, my people's. The ops, but you know, you know, it's love at the end of the day. Had to show you guys some love. Get my boy Marley on. Hope you enjoyed what he was saying. Hope you agree. But if you disagree, let me know what you don't agree with. In it, um, feedback is always welcome. Let me know what I can do better next time, and let me know what you want to see next time. Solo guests, specific segment. Obviously, nowadays I've clocked what I've clocked from the podcasting is don't plan too much, because when you plan. When the Super League hits you out of nowhere, you're spun. When the postponement of the biggest game of the weekend like this week happened, you're spun. Obviously, we got content out of it, so I hope you guys still enjoyed. But yeah, man, feedback's always welcome. And thank you for listening. See you guys next week.